0: hi there welcome to the animal intuitive show i am ann angela webb the animal intuitive and welcome to halloween week special i'm going to be doing some animal communication tonight and also talking a little bit about cats so stick with us and if you have any questions please post them in the chat so, as I said, this is the Animal Intuitive show, and I'm Ann Angela Webb, the Animal Intuitive, and I'm so glad that you're joining me here tonight um, for this Halloween week special. Um, I have a few things planned, and yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, th- we've finally gotten to 1,000 subscribers. It took a little while, and I do want to give credit to a few people. i um, Seeking the Truth with Dave, who has a great true crime ca- channel, especially if you're interested in the Watts case. Um, he's really dug deep into that. And also, um, Alex Erickson has a wonderful true crime channel. I'm gonna put both of their links in the description. They've both sent a lot of people my way. It seems like there's a lot of people who are interested in both true crime and animals. I'm trying to figure out the connection, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that in the comments, actually. So thank you so much, um, Dave. You have really made a difference in this. So thank you so much for sending all these people my way, um, because I know that did increase my my subscribers and thank you everybody who has been um, subscribing and you know have been loyal to the show I, I really do appreciate it. Um, so uh, tonight I actually want to talk about cats because <laughs> cats um, have an interesting history. Um I definitely think that you know a lot of us love cats uh but they do seem to have a little bit of um you know people seem to maybe some people think that they're not so trustworthy and they have a little bit of a bad reputation actually amongst some people uh they're definitely unique so uh, some of us live with cats and we adore them like myself and I actually consulted with my cat Gracie for this episode um she is going to answer some questions that I have, and I think some other people have. And I also encourage people to comment if you have any questions or, you know, put them in the chat. And if you're coming in and you want me to talk with your pets, please let me know in the comments and I'll make sure to do that. I'm gonna have time After I do this little bit of intro, I always leave some time, you know, try to have something at the beginning because I feel like people sometimes come in a little bit late with, with, you know, they kind of straggle on in and then, you know, I better have something to talk about at the beginning. So this is what I've (laughs) planned for tonight. So, uh, and please share this if you know anybody who, who has pets and might enjoy it. That's what keeps the show going as well as the likes and the subscribers. So thank you again. So, um, I found this article that I think is pretty good. It really goes into the history and I'm going to go through this article but I'm actually going to use this as sort of a way to um, set up my questions for cats and do some animal communication and get some answers to some long-standing questions that I think are pretty pretty fascinating and again once again if you have any questions as I'm going through this please let me know and I can throw those questions in too and do some um sort of last-minute, in-the-moment, animal communication. Uh, Okay, so I am going to go to, and by the way, I keep forgetting to say this lately, this show is about animal communication, natural pet care, and I do demonstrations about acupressure and massage with pets. I'm certified nationally in that, and um, energy work. talk about essential oils and also we do interviews with experts in the fields of animal care and advocacy if you have any suggestions for any episodes please do post them in the comments you can also email me the email all that information's in the description so cats this article is from the cat connection i'm going to put this link in the description as well and give credit where credit is due it's a really comprehensive article and my consultant here is Gracie. She is my cat. Uh, I've had her as a, uh, she's demonstrated some moves during my previous episodes, you know, doing some massage and acupressure, things like that. She, however, has her own mind, as do most cats, and I cannot get her to sit here and appear on the show live. So this kind of speaks to what we're talking about tonight. Okay, so there is a complex history. I'm not gonna sit here and read the whole article bit by bit. That would nobody would listen to that, but um, you know, I'm just gonna kind of summarize it. You know, cats have this really interesting and unique history. There's a shared history of humans and the domesticated cat. Um, you know, there's kind of this uh, interesting time where we had the cat goddess of the ancient world, and cats were, Worshipped. You know, in Egypt and the surrounding region, uh, wild cats lived in the peripheral of human civilizations. Uh, They were slowly integrated into a closer relationship with people. Evidence uh, of early cats kept as companions in Egypt stretched as far back as 6,500 years ago. And it's likely that during this time, the modern domestic cat began to take shape. So those cats were bigger than the cats we have today and these cats were cherished for their vermin control, particularly following the spread of the black rat from India and Southeast Asia via trade routes 2,600 years ago. So then uh, they began to be featured more in Egyptian cults and religion and particularly with the goddess Bastet. She was originally depicted as a woman with a lion's head attended by smaller felines and, uh, originally a simple goddess who protected humankind against misfortune. She later became associated with playfulness, fertility, motherhood of female sexuality, and all characteristics of domestic cats. And then, and so that's her up here. Um, I don't, and I will say, I don't know everything about cats. Um, I think, Cats, are are, aren't are they worshipped, I don't know all the, you know, I'm, I'm reading from an article, but aren't they still <laughs> worshipped in a certain country? Um, I, that sounds right, and I don't know if I'm just being kind of like in the moment, and I can't think of what country or what region, but that does sound about right. Um, so... I feel like I know the answer to that, but I'm not, it's just not coming to mind. So if you think of it, let me know and I'll post it, the answer. Okay. So then what happened though, as the Christian, the Christian, um, So cats were depicted originally positively in religious texts, and the Christian church held a generally benevolent attitude towards the feline throughout most of the Dark Ages as cats featured heavily in monastic life. However, this began to shift in 391 CE when Emperor Theodosius banned all pagan worship, including the worship of Bastet and Diana. So cats were heavily associated with these goddesses, and um, they were at first left largely untouched and they still maintain this positive, you know, people had a positive attitude about them. But then this changed around in the 13th century. So on June 13th, 1233, Pope Gregory uh, published Vox in, Ram- in Rama which identified cats, especially black cats. So this is where the whole black cats comes in, with Satan. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Thus being the wholesale persecution of felines in continental Europe and resulting in the deaths of millions of cats over the next 300 years. That actually reminds me, public service announcement, if you have a cat, uh, please make sure that they try not to let them outside from this point, you know, through the next week, even, um, it's not a good time for cats to be vulnerable during the week of Halloween. Um, you know, sometimes they're used for very unfortunate things. So please keep your cats close to home. And it isn't just black cats. So the political reason for this sudden demonization of cats is relatively simple. In an attempt to eliminate the supposed worship of the devil, i.e. veneration of anything besides the Holy Trinity, the Church effectively sought to eliminate anything remotely associated with pagan rites. So cats still associated with Bastet and Diana were drawn into the fire as a result. Um... I'm telling my husband, who's hopefully watching, to please turn off the uh, filter that I forgot to turn off last week and I heard this like background sound and I forgot to do it again today. So hopefully he's listening and I'm gonna know if he's listening, <laughs> if he comes out and changes it. So, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm sure, yeah, they're revered. I, I don't know if there's uh, places where they're actually worshiped, but definitely revered. Um, it's very interesting. In, in Egypt. Thank you for that, Kapal. Um, so, oh good, he's coming. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So back to this. So the very nature of the feline may have set it up for this wholesale persecution. Oh, and also I skipped over this, um, Bastet and Dana were drawn into the fire. It was likely that such a declaration was a subtle admonishment of Islam, the most significant rival religion at the time of Christianity uh, and the one that has historically featured kindness to cats. So, yes, so this, this nature of the feline may have set it up for persecution. So as Catherine M. Rogers notes in Cat, in media- medieval, I won't read this whole thing, but in media medieval and early modern periods, um, you had a hier- hierarchical order in society and nature. This was assumed to be right and necessary, so people liked to have this. You know, think of things as having a certain order, and then you know, having um, the dominion of man was ordained by providence, and anything that would like demonstrate antagonism towards God, which you know, therefore it seemed like their secret nocturnal world of the cats was presided over by the Prince of Darkness and they didn't like that because that would, you know, demonstrate an antagonism towards God. Poor kitty cats got caught up in all this. So then witches and their kitty familiars. I thought this was kind of funny. So this little picture, so just some 17th century witches hanging out with a cat, an owl and a rat as witches do. A little sarcasm. So, following the church's formal formal condemnation of cats, it wasn't long before felines were regularly associated with witches. Um, So, this usually marginalized female figures that had run afoul of the church or their presiding local government. um, Officially, the Witchcraft Act was passed in 1542 in England, and by 1580, 13% of all criminal hearings involved some charge of witchcraft. So they went a little crazy with that. So, uh, though not the sole animal identified as a familiar, a sort of non-human companion used to inflict evil by witches or the shape of a witch could take at will in ways cats were ideally suited for the role. So they're not only these solitary hunters, indifferent to, you know, not caring about the comings and goings of humans, um, that they're thinking or speak to, you know, that they're talking to the devil, but the behavior of a cat's human companion could also suggest that there was some kind of, you know, leaning towards the supernatural. And Rogers notes this close physical contact, a shared language, and the ever-present cat as a companion. Uh, This, to the onlooker could appear otherworldly. So... Add to that, then you had the symptoms of a cat allergy: wheezing, sneezing, watering eyes, and then there you go. So this led to the that um, people thinking negatively of of kitty cats. Um, so as I'm reading this, I I I kind of went through this. This isn't the whole thing, uh, but I went through this, and I'm not going to go through think pretty much that was I'll go a little bit more into this the witch trials but I'll stop there and tell you so far what I got when I talked to my kitty cat Gracie so and I would love also please pop in people from other countries and tell me if cats have the same I don't know like if you have this kind of weird history there like we have the Salem witch trials in Massachusetts and um You know, I mean, obviously with the Pope, so that's another country, different part of the world. But I'm just curious if, if you have, yeah, because I've heard about it in Ireland, you know, I've heard some pretty, you know, some things, um, (laughs) about cats being treated, not to generalize, but I've heard some, you know, there's sort of a perception by some that cats are, um, there's some, what, what's the word, um, not mythology, but uh, superstition around cats and maybe babies and things like that. So it's definitely not just kind of lingered here with witches and stuff. But anyway, um, so I talked with little Gracie. Gracie told me that um, it was interesting because I didn't just talk with Gracie, actually. When I spoke with her, I got some answers that were specific to her but then I would also get what we call in animal communication the collective so I can't even remember who started that it might have been Penelope Smith who first like coined that term I'm not sure but it's basically talking to the, the collective of that species so you're talking to the energy of the group essentially you're talking to the group so you're getting the perspective of pretty much the whole and kind of the, you know, perception of the whole of that particular species. So, and Penelope Smith is the person who, one of the people who really kind of brought animal communication out into the forefront. And she um, is the person who has like the code of ethics. She developed that for animal communicators. Um which is why people ask me sometimes if I can talk to other people's pets in true crime, and I can't because a part of the code of ethics is you don't talk to people's pets unless they give you permission. So I can't do that unless somebody tells me they want me to. Which, by the way, if you have a cat or dog, any kind of animal that witnessed a crime, and you want um, their um, the information the animal might have, I will do that. Just contact me, and I won't charge you for that if, if it could help. So um, Gracie told me that the history when she hears about the way that cats were treated, she kind of actually shows me herself in this um, kind of clever stance. So here she's got like her eyes closed and she's being like sort of humble. I don't know, looking. She's not really like her full self. Um, she's very mischievous. I tried to get a picture of her running around cause she can get really crazy. Um, she said she was showing me herself in like her full kind of proud self and her, it was her clever self. And it was as though she was saying to me, I, I cats have this like long history of overcoming of being of having this level of worship of us. And we know that like we have this confidence in the fact that we have had people worship us and think highly of us. So we know that we're special and we know that we've gone through so much historically, like they know that they've been through a lot and they carry that. That's part of their like cat, catitude or cat attitude Um, and I asked her what about like do you think that you're so do you think you're different like people will almost say I hate to use this word but people I, I was trying to find another way to put this other than just like different because different doesn't really it doesn't encapsulate what I think people are trying to say like I think sometimes people are saying cats are almost like evil which is what this is about maybe not evil but they have a touch of something you know like oh, a touch of darkness or something like that a little something extra so i went into that with you know just trying to see what she thought of that cuz certainly i you know i don't i don't believe that i mean i i'm an animal communicator i don't i would i would know that by now if i talked to if i talked to thousands of animals i would know that she says you know it's it's that we carry, again, this history and that we can sort of use it to get what we want. Um, you know, we can we can pull it out when we need to and use it to our advantage. Um, it's a little bit on the... I guess the human phrase would be, like, manipulative, but it's not, like, a, a mean, you know, sort of a thing. But they use it to survive, and they use it to... Um, protect themselves i guess would be the word like to, to protect themselves to to show to help people understand like we're not just these little tiny things that you know you could harm you know there maybe there's a consequence if you mistreat us that's their attitude about it anyway uh, that's what they think is gonna you know come across at least that's what their their goal is in using that part of their personality and using that. So um she when I told her about the you know again like the what do you think about the atrocities that have happened to cats cuz they were persecuted and killed and you know along with the witches and things like that or people that they thought were witches or called witches um and She, I, I a little bit got stuff of her and then that more went a little bit more into the collective piece. She was sort of like, um, that sucks for lack of a better way to put it. She really didn't get, I didn't get a lot of emotion or fear from her on this. So I don't know, maybe that is speaking a little bit to their, um, personalities, but, I got more in the collective and what I got from the collective was uh, a mistrust there so there's a trust issue that's kind of now like built into cats over generations and generations of you know many many years of this stuff with them being mistreated and um there's just a level of of distrust and it could be that they started with a little bit of it you know that was sort of how they were when they appeared on the earth that's what they you know that's what they um their personalities were like to begin with but it feels to me like it became something that became a part of them um, as they evolved so that was something that also came up that I found rather interesting it wasn't something that I really ever thought about so interesting things can come out of animal communication this is like always a lesson seems to come out every time I do one of these shows because a little piece of animal communication always comes out of it part of the I always have to sort of explain why you know I always I don't want to just like say stuff and not explain the why behind it it's just not how I am Um, so yeah And if there's any questions, once again, if anybody has questions, please feel free to pop in. If you have questions for cats or Gracie, let me know. And if you want me to talk to your pets during this show, let me know. So, um, back to the Salem witch trials, Salem, Massachusetts, 1860. Sorry. I am. my dyslexia 1692 this pattern is repeated in perhaps the most well-known witch trial which took place in salem massachusetts um i'm not even going to go into dates here the accused uh tituba slave living in the home of one of the afflicted girls speaks repeatedly of encountering two cats a red cat and a black cat and of seeing another accused woman sarah good with a cat numerous times uh Tituba recounts that the cats, I hope I'm saying that right, familiars of witches and agents of the devil demanded that she serve them. So after prayer, the cats scratched me because I would not serve them. And when they went away, I could not see, but they stood before the fire. Um, so as fear of wishes waned in the 18th century, the relationship between humans and cats began to improve, so poets, writers, authors began to impre- embrace the cats as emblems of nonconformity, mystery, and eroticism. The very characteristics associated with cats with evil in the centuries before were now depicted, po- depicted positively. And by the 19th century, cats were kept as cherished pets. So everything kind of has, has worked out well. Um, and it is during this time though that witchcraft and cats became an artistic and cultural trope no longer a legitimate cause of concern so in the 20th century when the halloween as we know it today began to take shape from its ancient roots the centuries long history of the cats association with evil was transformed into the playful often picturesque fantasy we still encounter today uh so a word of caution um Yes, so the person actually mentions this as well, that um, it, while it may be easy to see this history of affliction, affiliation with evil and witchcraft is nothing to be concerned about anymore, particularly with black cats, they are still the victims of enormous cruelty and superstition um, that owes much fear that started centuries ago. So it didn't really all work out well. That's not totally true. There is something to be said as cat behaviors Pam Johnson Bennett recently wrote about the perpetuation of negative cat stereotypes through Halloween decorations. So that's something to think about. Um, So it's, it's important that cat people work to change the way cats are seen, they say, especially at Halloween. So and this article was written by Catherine M. Rogers. So I want to give her. Oh no! Sorry, this was written by Aaron uh, Flaherty, October thirty first, two thousand fifteen, in thecatconnection.com. dot So, um, okay. So, oh Capel, did you want me to talk to Biscuit Booty, <laughs> or were you just commenting? Um, he ama- he is amazing, and we talk. He knows exactly what I am asking or saying okay so he does run the show here he is very mellow let me get this article off the screen um, he is very mellow but I read his eyes my husband does we get the 50 percent rule <laughs> cool I guess you mean by that, that 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 do you mean um. like that the that there it's like a 50-50 kind of a thing like sorry if I'm killing any humor um, I had a Siamese male a long time ago why did he jump on my bed and urinate on my abdomen <laughs> I loved him so much this is a new one I loved him so much his eyes looked full of hate wow that is a new one um, hmm. I can turn it uh, tune into that because that that's very interesting what was his name so I'm having trouble with my cat ears I don't know how to wear them properly Need no practice what was uh, your Siamese's name, and I can kind of tune into that and see what um, comes up. Okay, yes, fifty-fifty. <laughs> okay. I would love to to check in on what I get from that because that's that's very interesting. Um. And I'm trying to think. Was there anything else that Gracie just want to take a sip of this? Um. Said to me that I'm forgetting to mention. Um, Kernut. Kernut. Okay. Um. I'll see if anything comes up. It, sometimes stuff comes back into my head as I'm doing something else. I'll see if she said anything else. I feel like I'm forgetting something that she said. I should have taken little bullet point notes, but I had it all in my head thinking it would come back as I read. But So, Carnute. Uh, Siamese. Um, his eyes <laughs> And oh, by the way, if you're watching the replay, just hit, you probably know this already, but tap your screen a couple times if you see me like receiving information uh, and you want it. And I'll also timestamp this too. I always forget to say that at the beginning so that you can go to the when I start giving the information. so the when when i do animal communication another little piece of of education i give people exactly what i get sometimes it doesn't mean anything to me and a lot of times that's what's very important so i say stuff and then if if something means something to you let me know this doesn't mean much to me yet and sometimes it unfolds as i'm going along to me and i just stop at points and give bits of information to keep it going so um, the first word that came up was stick, and hello, pretty smart, thank you for being here. Um, we're just talking to a kitty about some interesting <laughs> behaviors that he had a while ago. He, The first word that comes up is stick, and I'm not sure if that's going into sticky or stick, but um, I feel like this was a physical thing, him feeling some kind of physical issue, And I'm getting like not what you think, like not, um, you know, the first thing we go for when stuff like this is going on is like kidney stones or, you know, bladder infections, things like that. And I'm not getting that. He's, he, he does seem, um, I get the word intolerant because I'm not getting angry. I'm getting intolerant of something stick. I took him to the vet. Yep. He was okay. Yeah. Um, oh yes. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Pretty smart. Dave's great. Vet said he was being a jerk. (laughs) Well, we try to get a little deeper than sometimes (laughs) that. Sometimes, I mean, yes, sometimes they could just be being jerks, but we try to see if there's anything more to it. So I, I just get that there's something that he was not. He didn't like something. There was something he was intolerant of. Um, he was trying to tell you that. He didn't like this. I'm getting get rid of it. Get rid of someone or something. Could this have been his cat litter? Did he ever do anything in there? Like he, did he ever urinate outside the litter box because stick sticky, like paws, Um, like he might not have liked that texture. And he might not have shown you that right there. (laughs) He might've gone to this extreme. Um, Oh, my, and I did? You did, uh, oh, you mean you did find litter outside the litter? Litter, never, I'm not sure what that means, I'm sorry. Oh, my, and I did, but never. Um, never found litter? I'm not sure what that means, I'm sorry. Oh, my, and I did. Uh... Can you type it out a little bit more in detail, what that meant? I'm not sorry, right, I'm not following. I know you get like a limited, it, sometimes it's annoying when you're in chat because it cuts you off and it like sends the, um, it it like, I don't know, it just like sometimes sends the, you type something and it like sends it before you're done. I've had that happen and I'm like, wait, no, I didn't know I was trying to say that. Like, um. Oh, you got rid of the guy, okay. <laughs> okay, well maybe I went too far. I should have stopped at the person. Um, That's so funny. So what happened when you got rid of the guy? <laughs> Did it stop? Did the behavior stop? Which it could have become a behavior that sometimes it gets ingrained. I think that was it, okay Oh, he didn't like the guy So he was looking out for you Because you got rid of the guy So obviously there was something that Undesirable there Um, He was looking out for you Aww See, they look out for us They love us, they take care of us Gracie doesn't want to get rid of my husband, but she antagonizes him because she thinks it's funny. She likes it. It's like she's flirting with him, sort of. I moved to the country and he loved it. He never did anything like that again. Okay. Did he get to go outside in the country? I'm just curious if he got to pee outside and stuff, like if he got more a natural, more natural, you know, peeing situation. Oh, oh, <laughs> I have tears now. The little guy. Yeah, this is, and it's funny because like i I'm not, like, coming down in your vet. I, You know, vets have a limited amount of time. They're not going to sit there and be, like, you know, going into animal communication usually. Although, I do have an interview with, um, I am, I have not the best memory, especially when I'm in, the, like, in the moment and I'm on the, these videos and it's not something I plan to talk about. My, I just can't remember stuff. But I have an interview, <laughs> I will and I will try to come back here. I'm going to note when this was, because this is another thing I do. I forget when it was, what time we are at. Um, okay, so i know knowing what time it is. She's French, and I did an interview with her. She's a vet, and she does uh, communication with animals. I think she's in Florida, and I think she does some distance vet work. Um, I don't Her Her name is just not there. I'm going to try to remember to put this up here that they call a card or whatever um or at the end so you can link to it but it's in my library of videos as an interview but you know they sometimes vets just jump to you know it's just they generalize and but we have to educate vets I think they're coming around to understanding you know that there is this thing animal communication but there's a you know there's a certain amount of skepticism depending on the vet and where you are He did love me. Yes, he was totally adoring the horse barn and even followed us on trails. Oh, cool. He must have loved that. It's okay. That was years ago and I feel so much better. Oh, I'm so happy that that helped. Oh, I'm so glad that that helped. I love animal communication. (laughs) It does cool stuff and the animals are so great that they are willing to share and help us and clarify things. So very cool. Um yeah, Gracie likes to mess with my husband. He she she has a real like sense of humor kind of deal and she's a torty and there's this thing. Oh no, don't you didn't monopolize the chat at all. That's what we do here. where I do uh like either pre-planned or spontaneous animal communication so it requires a conversation. Um and you don't have a cat there, so you know, I if people have a cat there, it's or animal, it's nice to put the camera on them live and I'll have people call in and everything, but no, you're fine. Don't apologize. Oh, thank you so much. I I aim to please, so I'm glad. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad that I could help. Um you can I always appreciate the payback is to just let people know about the show. That's all I ask of people to, you know, it's a free thing people can do to help me out to I just made a thousand subscribers. Um but you know YouTube does this funny thing where if um I don't know, they they'll give me I'll get not they'll give me I'll get like ten subscribers and then YouTube will decide to take four away or something like that. So I don't know if I'll stay at a thousand. Who knows? So um you're welcome know and always free to come you're free to come back if you ever want me to talk to anybody else any other animals um, but yeah she's funny she she likes to mess with my husband she is a funny black cat she's not f- full black she's a tortie um, torties have tortitude if you've ever heard of it um, tortoise shells you know they're sort of the black um, Oh, my, <laughs> my husband sent me a screenshot of that vet. Her name is Joanne LeFever Connolly, and it's episode nine. Wow, that was a long time ago. We're at like 87 or something now, 88, something today. That was a long time ago. Doesn't seem like that long ago. Yeah, she's great. Uh, check that out. Uh, so the picture of Gracie has disappeared now because that's what that's what my internet does i don't know i can't bring it up but she will just like run over his head and wake him up and um just sort of generally harass him and she definitely thinks it's funny um it's very sweet in a way because then she'll like at other times she'll you know he'll be like you know whatever relaxing a little bit and she'll get on his chest and just sort of knead at him you know how they do that and if he has a beard she'll knead at his beard like he's a cat you know the fur um if he has any kind of goatee going on yeah goatee uh, to- torties are so funny and they're known for being flirts with men um they have like this reputation for liking men and flirting with them so it's really interesting that she I had her first and then he came into my life and she sort of has done this with him so it kind of proved that there's some truth to it Um, so and she's she's a little she's a little demonish a little devilish we kind of we tease her about that little demon um, in a good way but um, oh (laughs) thank you so much Kapal I hope I'm saying that right Kapal um <laughs> are you in Australia? I'm not sure cuz I know you came from Dave and a lot of Dave's people are in Australia but not not everybody. A lot of people are here too. He's huge. His channel's gotten very big. So um and I would love to know too in the comments if people are interested in the whole true crime thing and I have done an one episode um and check that out too cuz it's still really sad it's it, i don't know what progress has been made on it it's in nothing that i know of that um in um <laughs> oh it means horse in gaelic oh that's cool that's what your name means oh that's so neat wow um episode What was i saying oh i did an episode about uh um kath katherine jeness who was murdered oh <laughs> oh pretty smart loves her kids dogs cool okay um katherine kathleen Janess katherine jeness in georgia was murdered with her dog bowie in a park there and you know there it's been very quiet i haven't heard anything coming of it in fact i saw a post from somebody there that you know kind of frustrating they haven't heard anything about it um they go watch that episode and share it please there's a video on there of people coming out of the park around that time and those people are not suspects but they do want to talk to those people i think they did get a hold of at least one of them so um but if people want more of that let me know i know there's definitely a true crime community who who are into animals um there's some kind of oh cool west virginia oh your name's really debbie and you live high in the west virginia mountains okay well you're like like alex erickson you probably watch her she's in west virginia right she's in true crimer um that's cool Uh, so yeah if people are interested in that let me know or any other type of you know I'm bringing in interviews I try to contact people about interviews all the time and you know some can do it some can't and I think some get lost um, (laughs) by the wayside when I try to contact them I think my emails get lost sometimes but um, you know if, if you have any topics that you're interested in and if you have pets that you want me to talk to please let me know and it does help too to make sure that you get on um, and it's nice as well to have a picture. Contact me ahead of time. Go to the information below. It has all the information about what to do. You just email me the photo um, or we can do that live with you holding the camera and like we can have a conversation and you can ask me questions about your pet and have the video on your animal which is really nice. People like to see that and um, it's just, you know, it's nice to be able to do that. So, if people want to do that, let me know. Um, so, I don't know. I, I didn't get any, nothing else is popping into my head about what Gracie had to say about all that. But um, I do appreciate everybody being here. And I do still have this Halloween pet photo contest going on. So, thank you so much. It was a long awaited 1,000 goal. So, thank you. And, Dave, you played a huge part in it i know that for sure (laughs) you were so um loyal and you kept sending people to me so and i so i have this halloween pet photo contest if you have a pet and you have them in a costume and you have a picture of it uh this is the last day of it thursday where i'm going to be collecting those and i'm going to be putting them together um unless maybe i get them like first thing tomorrow morning on friday here in the united states um then you still may make it and if i get them early friday morning and then i'm going to put them all together and i'm going to post them in the community post i think on youtube and then um because i think i'll be able to do that and then also on instagram and possibly facebook and then i'm going to let people vote and that's another chance to win and that you're winning a free animal communication session with me a private one Um, not on air, it's something that we'll do together at a distance, and then um, you can vote and also be entered to win. So I'll just do a random raffle for that one. So there's two ways to win. You don't have to enter a pet's photo if you don't have a pet to enter. So I, I hope everyone enters that and please tell people about it, share the show. I really do appreciate that. We're just over a thousand once again, so the, we, we're hoping we stay over a thousand and we probably need a lot more people to stay there for, you know, a little bit longer. So uh, thank you so much, everybody, for being here tonight and, uh, you know, have a, have a happy and very safe Halloween if you if you have halloween wherever you are <laughs> god bless